no tengo un origen. vlog 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 number three so today I want to take some time to share with you all more about the gestational diabetes so I was 17 weeks last time I filmed a video I am now 20 weeks and one two three four 20 weeks and four days and so I'm starting to get the hang of this gestational diabetes thing. I was going to do a video with this last time. I was going to talk about the complications we've had in pregnancy, the medical complications, but I ended up taking a lot longer to share about the big bleeds that we had early in pregnancy and how we almost lost the baby. And I didn't get time to share about gestational diabetes. So let's rewind back to the beginning and hopefully I'll be able to take you through my journey with gestational diabetes so far. Like I said, we're not even at 21 weeks yet. A long way to go um, but yeah so first of all I want to say that I did not have gestational diabetes with my other two kids like I think I might have been borderline with my son Eric um, but I never I never got diagnosed with gestational diabetes so this time around because of my history with PCOS um, in the five years since I had my daughter and to now I've been diagnosed with PCOS so what they do is an early glucose tolerance test because your chances of having gestational diabetes are a lot higher. So I ticked a bunch of the risk factors for GD. So we had to have the glucose tolerance test at, I think I had it at 13 or 14 weeks, 14 weeks. Um, Cause it was just before my daughter's birthday. So I probably had it at 13 weeks. They gave me the form at 10 weeks and I just, it was so hard to book in. Cause you've got to go in, you've got to fast for 16 hours. Then you have to go in, have a blood test drink the most disgusting drink and then have another blood test at one hour and another blood test at two hours. So it's quite a chunk of time that you have to be sitting in the waiting room. You're not allowed to leave. They only do it on certain days. So it took me a couple of weeks to get booked in for it. So I think about 13 weeks and I went in for my glucose tolerance test. I felt so awful when I got there cause I was fasting. I was morning sick. Um, you know, I have an eating disorder history. So anytime I start fasting, I start going into this spiral of, I feel so light and hungry and it feels awesome. And it's a really dangerous combination for me. So I went in from fasting, had my first blood test, um, took the drink, waited an hour, had my second blood test. In that first hour, I felt absolutely rotten. Like I felt like my teeth were falling out. The drink was that full-on and sugary, I was like shaking, I was out the front. They let me stand out the front of the pathologist office, I guess. They wouldn't let me leave the premises, but they would let me stand out the front because I was so close to being sick, I needed the fresh air. I felt horrific that first hour. They did the, the blood test and then I had to wait around for the second hour and they did the second blood test. I started to feel a bit better towards the end of it. And so I went back, started living my life, doing whatever, 
And then I got a call from a gestational diabetes nurse or a diabetes educator. And she said, I just, uh, hi Shona, I need to make an appointment so I can um, get you all set up for your sugars and everything because you've got gestational diabetes. I was like, do I? So the hospital had never called, midwives never called anything to let me know the results of my test. The first I heard of it was when the diabetes educator kind of said, okay, your fasting blood sugars were really high. It wasn't actually at the one hour or two hour mark. It wasn't from drinking the solution. It was actually my fasting blood sugars were really high. So they were really concerned. And I was kind of like, I was about to go spend a week in the city with my mum on school holidays. I was like, oh, you know, I can just do with this in a couple of weeks time. I'll come and see you. And she's like, no, we need to see you tomorrow. Like this was about five o'clock at night. Like, we need to see you tomorrow. So I organized a babysitter, rushed down to the hospital the next day to meet with the diabetes educator. And in that 24 hours between finding out I suddenly had diabetes and actually meeting with her, I was so angry. I was furious and frustrated and I just wanted to cry. I was so fucking mad. And I, I know a lot of women go through gestational diabetes when they get their diagnosis. They feel exactly the same way for whatever many reasons because it feels like it's the one thing it feels like it's your fault, but it also feels so out of control. It feels so out of your control. So for me, what made me angry is that the diabetes nurse on the phone to me, she said, you need to cut out carbs, you need to cut out fats, sugars, coffee, all this stuff. And instantly, for me, after spending 20 years having an eating disorder, and especially the last 12 months in a really intensive therapy to try and like deal with this for good and finally in the last six months starting to have a really healthy relationship with my food and my body where my entire life isn't obsessing about food and tracking and weight and calories and the inverse is out cycle so actually starting to have a healthy relationship with food and all it took was one phone call from this diabetes educator for me to sink back into the worst place of my food issues the worst place of my anorexia is to just go, well, food's the devil again, and I can't eat anything, and here's all these rules. And the anorexic part of me, which I envision as kind of like this black, tarry, dementor creature inside of me, she's like, yes, rules and restriction, and we can do this, and it's gonna be so good, and you're gonna lose so much weight during your pregnancy. That's my anorexia speaking, my eating disorder that lives inside me speaking. And I had to go, no. I will not restrict, I will not follow some crazy rules. And really I was like, I was just angry. I was standing up for myself like, no, I haven't been through all this treatment. I haven't spent thousands of dollars and years of my time fixing my relationship with food just to have it all fucked up again because of gestational diabetes. So I felt really, 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 really angry going into that appointment. And I guess like I really had my guard up. I was super defensive. <laughs> And then, you know, she looked, uh, I told her what I normally eat in a day. I kind of gave her like a week of what I normally eat. And she's like, okay, don't freak out. I need you to eat more. I was like, what? That's not what everything online told me. And that's not what everyone's saying. They're saying that to cut out carbs and this and that. She's like, Shona, you already don't eat enough carbs. And you already don't eat enough food in general. And you already don't eat regularly enough 
And I'm like, tell me something my therapist hasn't said. So she gave me a whole bunch of foods that I had to eat more of and more often. So that was the first challenge. Um, and then she showed me how to use my machine. Now I'm actually due to do a blood test in a minute. So I'm going to show you how I actually do it. So that first appointment was overwhelming and just really full on, but not in the way that I expected. I expected to be walking in and told you need to lose weight. You need to cut out all this food. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. Because the first thing I did was go online and join all the gestational diabetes Facebook support groups because I had so many questions and I just kind of wanted to feel less alone. I almost wish I'd never done that because that entire space was full of, I can't eat, I can't have problems, negative. And it was nice to know that I wasn't alone, but at the same point, I also you know, took myself back out of that group a few days later because it wasn't a good mindset for me to be in. So I went into this appointment thinking she was gonna take and say like, I can't eat anything. And all of a sudden she's telling me to eat more. So on most of my meals, I would have no carbs or very, very limited carbs. Um, and my, I already eat quite healthy, not by like, I'm going to eat healthiness, but that's just the type of, like, I already love having oats for breakfast with a banana or some blueberries. That was a weird noise. It was a weird pop. Like I already have a good breakfast. I already eat lots of fruit and like healthy fruit. I already have lots of vegetables in my diet. Like most times my lunches is, um, an egg omelet with lots of veggies in it or it's some crackers with avocado and tomato, or some ravitas with cream cheese and tomato on top. Like I already eat really healthy. And my dinner is usually what I have with my family. Um, and you know, we eat, we eat lots of fish, we eat lots of red meat. Um, just a, quite a varied diet. I actually love vegan food, so I have a lot of vegetables in my diet. So she actually looked and she's like, diet's not a problem here. If anything, I just need you to eat more. So she's like, add a piece of wholemeal bread to this meal and to that meal. And before you go to bed, have a yogurt and all this stuff that was so the opposite of 20 years of eating disorder. She was like, eat more, eat regularly, have a Milo, have a fruit, have a piece of bread before you go to bed. And it was just, it totally spun me out. It was almost like if she'd told me to eat less, that would have been easy for me because that's my default setting. Eat as less as possible. Food is the devil. She was telling me to eat more and I almost really, really struggled with that more in the first couple of weeks. So I kind of once I wrapped my head around the fact I need to eat more and she gave me a lot of great suggestions and she booked me in to see the dietitian in a couple of weeks time. Um, after that, it was just getting the hang of doing blood tests every day. So this is a little kit that she gave me and she was really great showing me how to use it. So I felt pretty confident even though I've never done anything like this before. Um, essentially I've got like a little sheet that I have to fill in my bloods and email to her every week it's um it's well used and unfortunately this is pretty gross but you can see like there's little blood spots here from when i've been trying to do stuff and anyway i was carrying this around and trying to fit a pen we went to holy moly golf and there was this little pencil this little plastic pencil on the scoring cards and it is perfect for slipping onto my little thing so it stays in my kit so that was just one of those like hey i'm pinching this pen i hope that's okay situations. So I got like all the information to fill out and she showed me how to email her and everything. Um, I've got my diabetes strips, my testing strips, um, spare needles. I've only needed to change one so far, 
which has been pretty easy. And the good thing is these leftover containers, when I'm out of strips, I can put the used needle in there and then dispose of it really carefully. Then I've got my little piece of equipment. I have no idea really how this works because she set it all up for me. So I just plug one of the strips into the bottom of here and it magically turns on, does what it needs to do. And then when I pull the strip out, it turns off. So I, I would absolutely not know what to do if I got this buggered up on the settings Then I would have to call her. And this is my little pen. I guess I call it a pen. Um, I don't know what else I'd call it. So for unlocks, it's got my needle in there. Pretty orange one at the moment. And then I move around to here. So originally I was able to test on two. So this is kind of like the depth that the needle goes in. And they said basically if you've got like mechanic tradie hands, you need a five. I started on a two and that worked really well for about three days. And then I had to go up to a three. So that's what I've been on now for a little while. So what I'm going to actually I have to test right now, I've already washed my hands. I'm just going to show you how to do it. Because I know like um, when I first found out I get to diabetes, I had so many questions about the diet. And so I went straight onto YouTube and was looking like, what do women with gestational diabetes eat in a day? And I was full of questions. And then after a couple of weeks, it was like, how do I do my testing properly? Am I putting it in the right place on my finger? So what I'm going to do, got my little machine here, little test strip. And it just goes in the bottom there. Starts up, magic, magic. And then what I'll do is prick my finger and then just put the tiny bit of blood there. Let me see if I can show you what I'm gonna do here. So basically I just pull this back and that loads it. And then I'm gonna put it on my finger here. It doesn't like, I don't know. And I'm gonna push down on this button and it will prick my finger. So you can see a little bit of blood there already. And then I just give it like a little massage to get some blood out. That's actually quite a lot. And then I just touch it on there and it's done. Okay. So that's the reading I've got. It is super high right now. So that is a super high reading. It's probably one of the highest readings I think I've ever had. Um, that is because I am not well at the moment. So normally this has to be on a 6.8 for two hours after a meal. I'm not well at the moment. So I'm having cough lozenges. I'm having cough syrups. I'm having my inhaler multiple times. I'm on a bunch of different medications and reflux things. So my numbers are all over the place at the moment, but ideally this should be under 6.8 for me. Um, which it normally has been. This is the highest reading I've ever had. And it's because I just had to have a couple of throat lozenges and some of my reflux tablets as well. So that shows up and then I just take that and I just put it in the bin and then that's all done for the day. Now, well not for the day, two hours after every meal I have to test and then I have to also have to test as soon as I wake up in the morning. So it's essentially four times. As soon as I wake up in the morning, then two hours after breakfast, two hours after lunch, two hours after dinner. And so my fasting levels, they want to be under five. I'm hovering around 5.1, 5.2 at the moment. And my after meal levels, they want under 6.8. So you can see that one was quite high, but my regular, my regular after meal ones are like 4.1, 5.6, 5.2. So 
So they're, ne they're not dramatic, right? And so it is diet controlled. Like there are certain things now that I know that I can't have. So anytime I have cheesecake, straight through the roof. Anytime I have um, like naan bread, pizza dough, anything like that will send it straight through the roof. It's funny how I can have sandwiches, crumpets, pancakes, things like that, and it doesn't seem to affect my levels at all. But like really doughy bread, it will straight through the roof. So what's happened, because my fasting levels, it's been about four or five weeks now of testing every single day, every single morning when I wake up, my fasting levels haven't gone down, which is shown no matter what I do with my diet, it's not affecting my sugar levels. Overnight, my pancreas, my whatever, is not producing enough insulin in my body, and so my blood sugar levels are raised overnight when they shouldn't be. What my obstetrician and the diabetes educator has done is has put me on metformin. Now, I have been on this previously because of my PCOS. So this is a drug that I feel comfortable using, and I was using um, up until I found out I was pregnant anyway. So I was already on this type of medication to control some of the PCOS symptoms, and so now I've gone back on it, which I'm really I'm comfortable doing. I know how my body reacts to this one. Um, Although, I used to be on one tablet at night time with my dinner. Now, I'm currently on three tablets, and that will be going up to four. And then after that, we'll assess the need for insulin. Um, I didn't like the idea of insulin at the start. I really didn't. The whole idea of injecting myself with something um, is really scary. But I've been pricking my fingers now for like five weeks, and that, which was really scary, and I had to psych myself out about at the start, is now just part of my life. So I'm sure I'll have the same thing with insulin. It might take me a little while to psych myself up to do it the first few times, and then after that I'll be fine. Um, I think I'll be okay if they ask me to go on insulin. Um, yeah, like I'm a big girl, and I can handle it. It's only for 20 weeks of my life, and it's to make sure our baby's okay. Gestational diabetes hasn't, pardon me, hasn't freaked me out about what could potentially happen to baby. I haven't spent a lot of time researching into the worst case scenario because I know for my mental health that that's not a good thing for me to do. So I'm just aware enough of, firstly, I really wanted to know what, like how it happens, um, like what the actual chemicals are doing inside my body, like what, how does it work? So I spent a little while in Dr. Google and just wanting to know like how does it actually work the insulin blood sugar, glucose, understanding and wrapping my head around all of that. I am trying to really balance and keep perspective about the food situation um, because at the same point, yes, my baby's health is super important and I want my blood sugars to be at a good level, but I know not at the sacrifice of my own mental health at all. I have been in some really dark places with food, with restriction, with rules around um, my relationship with food. I've been in the darkest places ever. And I know that, you know, healthy baby, healthy mum, I need to be mentally okay. Otherwise, you know, that's just as bad for the baby as is any, the gestational diabetes. So I, it has meant, I know that I will probably be induced. I've had a couple of extra scans. and I know that as I get further along in my pregnancy, I will have more scans just to check that everything's okay with baby. 
which is okay. Like it's a bit of a pain in the ass. My kids are already over having to come to the scans with me. They're not excited about it anymore because we've had so many. Um, so it's kind of like, it's annoying, but I'm never going to complain about getting the chance to see my baby a little bit extra during this pregnancy and make sure everything's okay. So, but my obstetrician, my midwife, everyone's really happy with how things are going. They don't seem too stressed, so I'm not too stressed about it. And we're just going to keep rolling on. I'll keep doing the finger pricks four times a day. Once I said, like, it's a little bit frustrating at the moment, I am suffering from coughing fits really bad. So I'll actually cough to the point of throwing up, which also means my levels are all over the place because I can be eating the best I possibly can be and food isn't staying in my body long enough to do what it needs to do to get my levels to the right place. So that's probably why my levels are a little bit high because I've thrown up last night and this morning as well. So that probably technically I don't have much food in my system for over, you know, it'd be over 18, 20 hours, haven't had food absorbing. So it's a little bit difficult at the moment to get my levels under control, but I'm hopefully once the cough goes away, once I stop vomiting, it's going to be a lot easier. So I know that most women don't have the glucose tolerance test to about 26, 28 weeks. Um, having it early this time, I was a little bit frustrated because I'm like, this is going to be 25 weeks of dealing with gestational diabetes. It's not like you find out at the very end and you've just got a couple of weeks, you've got to kind of deal with it. This is the whole pregnancy pretty much I'm having to deal with this. But at the same point, it's still such a blink. It's such a short time in life to be mildly inconvenienced. But yeah, if you're watching and you've been through gestational diabetes or you've just found out you've got gestational diabetes, I just want to say, and I want to give you permission to feel everything that you're feeling. If you're feeling angry and frustrated and disappointed and like I want you to just fully feel all of that don't tell, let anyone tell you that you shouldn't feel grief or disappointment or frustration around this you're like you're perfectly allowed to feel that and I think if you just embrace that and let those emotions kind of roll over you and deal with it in a healthy way and say like this is making me angry this is making me frustrated I'm really pissed off about this I'm really disappointed in myself like you're allowed to feel that I don't want you to feel disappointed in yourself because it's absolutely not your fault it is just something that is beyond our control sometimes like for me it was coming to terms with my fasting levels that's why I've come to terms of being okay if they put me on insulin because I know now after four weeks of testing and trying and tweaking different things with my supper that nothing I do is going to change that whatsoever so it's like hands in the air we'll do what we need to do right um yeah, so I just want you to know that what you're feeling is okay. You are so not alone. This happens to so many women. And it's like, why, is, why does no one talk about this? Like, this is a real thing. And it's a pain in the ass. And it totally changes the way you get to enjoy and experience your pregnancy sometimes, you know? I mean, half of the fun of pregnancy is pregnancy cravings. And when you can't give in to pregnancy cravings, it's like, well, why are we doing this? You know? So... You're okay to feel whatever you're feeling right now. You're not alone and there is plenty of help and support out there for you. So I will probably do another video later on, maybe once I hit third trimester and share a little bit of an update on how things are going from there. But at the moment I'm on my metformin, I'm doing my blood sugar levels and I'm hoping in the next few weeks to just get that fasting really under control. And yeah, I'll update you guys if I end up going on insulin baby's fine i'm not worried about baby measuring big maybe it's just because it's my third baby but it's like it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker no matter which way it comes out and i'm probably gonna have to be induced 
which I've been induced before and it wasn't a nice experience, but this time I'm just trusting that my body knows what to do and everything will be okay. I'm having some faith. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this YouTube or podcast, whatever it turns out to be. Um, and keep tuned for video number four, which will be coming out in the next few weeks.